and welcome to today's podcast episode, which is called Jenny Talks, Making Meaningful Online Connections. My guest today is counsellor, therapist and coach Will Taylor. Will and I first met through social media several years ago now, um, and it quickly became apparent that we shared similar faith journeys um, and both really loved working with young people. Um, I don't think we've ever met in real life. Sorry, Will, I can't remember if we have. But I would class Will as a friend. And also, he is my business coach. So um, I wanted to talk to him about this um, particular thing that he's got about uh, making online connections really meaningful. I think it's a really important thing for our uh, young people who have suddenly had to shift. Everything that they do in life has suddenly shifted into an online space um, and I, uh, if we're honest as youth workers I think we've probably had um, some successes and some failures along the way with all of that um, but Will works with young people and with youth workers um, and so he has some really valuable insight to share with us on how to build relationships online and how to adapt our youth work practices so that we are more successful um, in our in our this current climate that we are in where we have to use online as well as perhaps a little bit of meeting up face to face um just before we hear from will just wanted to remind you that if you'd like to be involved in this podcast do email me on jennytalks at gmail.com that's jenny with an i um, and it'd be great to hear from you if you want to get involved or just hear from you full stop um here's my conversation with will coming up now Hi, Will, and welcome to the Jenny Talks podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really well, Jenny. Thank you. Good. Thank you so much for joining me today. That's right. It's really brilliant to, to chat to you. Um, just so that our listeners can kind of uh, get a feel for who you are and what you do, why don't you, you tell us a little bit about um, your business life and, and other stuff as well, if you want to? Yeah, sure. So I am uh, I'm a therapist working with or have been working predominantly with children and young people. About 80% of my time was children and young people, and the rest was kind of with adults in coaching and, and therapy and doing private work. So I'm self-employed and been going into schools and in therapy rooms for about the last about 10 years now. Um, before that, I was a mentor and mentoring young people and ran a charity um, supporting families through loss and bereavement. Um, mm. called Lost UK uh, but really realized kind of after five years of doing that that my passion was directly working with with people so um, step back from that just to purely go to go self-employed and to, to be a therapist um, life is obviously very different now um, and kind of working out what what that is and I'm sure we'll get into that a bit in a bit later but yeah so essentially nowadays it's about 80 percent i'm doing working with adults and families uh coaching predominantly therapy and um just about to start to go back into a couple of schools um to work with young people again so wow, that's, that's kind of and, and that's been a real unknown um as a parapetetic worker as working you know from outside of the school setting some schools definitely not having me come, come back in and some schools are tentatively trying to work out 
what that looks like, given that it's September and schools have only been back, what, really? Yeah, of course. Just about a week now. So yeah, uh, some have got their head around it. Others haven't. Others definitely know that I'm not going in. And mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so I'm kind of reworking out what I do and how I do it at the moment as well. So um, mm -hmm. that's that's a look. That's quite exciting. Um, yes. Um, yeah. Being self-employed means that I can kind of do that. I can kind of shift and change what I do, which um, is scary and exciting in equal measure. I've definitely found that over this summer in particular. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's um, It's been scary and terrifying, but also really exciting. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. To try new things, definitely. And yeah. I think um, those two emotions sit quite close together for, for most of us, if not all of us, in fact. Ah. So just talk, tell us a little bit then about um the kind of the change that you have had to make over from sort of pre-lockdown yeah. to then suddenly you know everything kind of stopping we yeah. all felt that didn't we a really abrupt change yeah a significant kind of um cliff edge i guess <laughs> for many of us so uh, just describe that for a little bit for us if you will yeah so uh pre-lockdown i was working um with seven different schools um, across eight different year groups uh, with about 20 young people uh, mm -hmm. in one-to-ones and uh, some small groups as well, doing mm -hmm. well-being, self-esteem, friendship, um, anger, bereavement groups, that kind of thing. So there was always a mixture of stuff that was going on. Um, mm -hmm. Come the end of March, schools closed, that stopped, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and as self-employed um it was right what what next some schools continued uh paying me uh to to work with their young people online uh some families that i was working with uh and some adults that i was working with continued but really not many and and of course we had our own children at home um who yeah. we're we're you know trying to trying to support my wife works part-time i work and I, I was kind of had about two days work um, that I, or two days that I was going to give to work. But mm -hmm. I had about three, four clients that continued. Some young mm -hmm. people start were like, yeah, I want to carry on with this. Let's go. Um, mm -hmm. And very, very quickly found online therapy too intense. Um, whereas I would normally sit at a table and we would have big sheets of paper and games and stuff. And we mm -hmm. would maybe sit next to each other or opposite mm. each other with the focus of being something on the table to mm. go to doing zoom where you've got face to face and yeah. that real intense thing, but yeah. also, also where you're not actually making eye contact with anyone because to look in their eyes means you're not actually looking at the screen. You've got to look at the, yeah. the camera. That's how you make yeah. eye contact, but then you're not yeah, yeah. Really looking at them. And so I've found that i've really found that so difficult about zoom and online interactions that that idea that actually we are looking at each other face to face yeah but in order to actually look at you or at somebody on the other end of the screen i have to look into the camera and i'm not yeah, actually for, looking at the person yeah, on the screen it's, it is, I think it's for you to feel <laughs> like i'm making eye contact with you means yeah. that me as a therapist or me as the, the helper or coach yeah. or mentor whatever the role is means that yeah. i'm not making eye contact i don't see your eyes <laughs> in you feeling like you've made eye contact with me and so there is that like how yeah one of the most important things with kind of like one-to-one -one work is holding a space and we hold yeah. a space by making 
real deep emotional connections through empathy through um mm. through just somebody feeling heard through feeling mm. that space being held for someone mm. to feel their pain to feel their um their anger or to kind of process mm. what's going on in their lives mm. Mm. Uh, and mm. to do that online means that you have to it's a much slower process and it's for, for young people i found it less therapeutic than mm. than in person but no mm. less but no less important and i think that's mm. the to for, for, for the young people that did continue that could do it um mm. it's been such an important space for them to have you know another adult to just yeah. talk about their life to and what they're interested in and just yeah. little things that they've been um that they've been doing yeah yeah you know that's been for for them and like in in talking with the families it's been mm-hmm. just uh mm. just a lifeline for some of those young people um yeah. in the situations that they've been in so yeah that's that'd yeah. be really good yeah that's that sounds like it's been great and obviously it's had a have had an impact on kind of how it feels in that therapy space as, as you said but but makes it important um and in a sense that's that was kind of what i wanted us to talk about a little bit was this thing about how do we make our dig- digital interactions with our young people or indeed children um are, given that we struggle with the eye contact thing given that it's quite intense because it is face to face yeah and there's not the same ability to distract or um engage um i know that a lot of youth workers have really struggled with how to how to engage our young people over a digital platform so can you give us a bit more of an insight into how you've how you found that sure and i think i I think i mean it was obviously a bit of a learning process for me as well i've i've never done some people do online therapy you know there that is a thing and some people do telephone therapy and some you know there's even you know text message therapy or email therapy you know that there are organizations that offer those kind of things for me never having done any of those before it was it was a start from scratch Mm. and I think the the the, where I started was like what is the need of the young person rather Mm. than what is my need and having kind of run youth groups as well faith-based youth youth groups and um i was working for statutory youth services before um you know that that we quite often start with i want to use the word agenda but not not in a kind of in a harsh way you know we've got a plan right we've got this idea of you know be it faith or be it kind of whatever it is we're kind of like right what's our remit is to to kind of help young people explore faith or it's to help young people understand um uh safe living online or it's mm. kind of healthy eating or whatever the whatever the the premise of your your youth yeah. is right um and so we quite often go right how are we going to do that mm. but online mm. and so we kind of change and we kind of create different programs and sometimes that works brilliantly and sometimes it's a, a real um it can be a real struggle i think yeah. the the starting point and I've kind of I've been mentoring some youth workers during lockdown it's been it's been really helpful for me to kind of also process with them bigger groups while I'm thinking about individuals and one-on-one yeah is is that first question of right rather than what is my agenda or what is my plan or what do I feel like I need to be or what should I 
what should I be doing? And there's been a lot of those kind of statements going around. You know, I should be be able to do this. I should yeah. be converting church to an online space. Yeah. And actually, the more important question is what is the needs of the young person and not is not what is the need of the group, but what is yeah. the needs of the individual? Because I know even from my own children, they've not coped mm. with online youth groups or online mm. dance lessons or online theatre school. Mm. They've mm. just mm. found it too impersonal. They've not been able to do it. Whereas they yeah. have been able to kind of go online with one mate and mm play minecraft or play roblox yeah. or whatever you know whatever the game that they're playing or just sit and chat yeah. with one person yeah, yeah. But, and that's but, very much my my kids have done the same they very yeah. much opted out of any um faith group um yeah. stuff that they've been invited to be a part of um but they will go online with friends yeah. um and they, and they play minecraft roblox whatever it is that they're playing um and that's been a really that's been such a helpful thing for my two boys yeah. i know you, you have girls don't you but i yeah. think they're similar ages and it's nice yeah, to, yeah. it's interesting to hear that it's the that uh, uh, that is true across the the genders if you like yeah well it, yeah certainly in our houses anyway you know some some <laughs> have, have really flourished in those online spaces but yeah, you know, when we when we talk about kind of groups if we're in person running a running a group we can see the quiet ones and we can kind yeah. of and it's a lot easier to draw draw stuff out of them or to yeah. in a youth group setting they you know they might go and sit on a sofa away from the big organized game and we might have youth workers that would go and sit with them and check with them yeah. and see how they're doing because then maybe more naturally an introvert or they might just mm. prefer to do that so one of the mm. things that i've been encouraging people and especially in kind of like where there's group dynamics is is the big group the only way that you can do it because what is the needs of the young person so for those that maybe um uh struggle with with those group dynamics or struggle with people because it's so difficult to know who's going to speak next when you've got a yeah. screen of yeah. you know and so i found you know my my especially my youngest who we're on a on a journey of kind of um autism diagnosis with her she couldn't read people she couldn't see because she couldn't mm. see who was talking and it wasn't obvious because the sounds all coming from one space yeah, so, yeah. you know it, I, I felt it was more important and certainly the youth workers that I was working with shifted how they worked Mm -hmm. and and started kind of going doing more small groups or even one-to-ones online mm -hmm. and you know obviously that's really important to look at your child protection policy to sure. how it reflects that kind of thing mm -hmm. but but actually going right I've got 20 individuals here if mm -hmm. I put aside what my job role is youth worker helping young people explore faith and dynamics and looking at their mental health what's the individual need and it's a mm. lot harder right to actually fulfill yeah. that 20 mm. individual needs but it's been a really helpful conversation to have yeah especially you know there are some that go right you know 17 out of the 20 love the online thing doing scavenger yeah. hunts around each other's like their houses yeah. and you know yeah run and bring back but the three that weren't engaging or weren't turning up yeah what could you do that's different and so some have done online stuff and some have found that even just dropping around and standing on a doorstep 
yeah. and giving, you know, here's a gift bag for you, mm-hmm. but I'm just want to stand here and talk with you for five minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and looking at the individual. Mm-hmm. So for me doing therapy, it's been right. Less about, I know that there is this overarching issue that's going on and that over, you know, there is that need, but actually what is their need right now? Which I always put at the front of my, yeah. my therapy you know that the individual is the most important Mm-mm. but actually in in lockdown it's like put everything to one side what do you need here yeah. and i've i've had kids that have created card games that we've been able to play oh, online awesome. and like literally made cards during the week and created these like almost like role play yeah, okay. um, Pokemon style game card type things. Yeah. We've just been creative and just entered their world. What are they interested in and show yeah. genuine interest in them? Yeah. I think that's such a key thing to, to focus on what the young people need and not what our agenda might be um, is, is such a key element really of, of youth work as a whole. And I think we do run the risk sometimes in, in different circles of making it about, the agenda making it about the you know we, we are running a self-esteem thing or we're running a a, a kind of jesus focused group or we're running a um an re class and i, I mean the re class is perhaps a, a little bit of a have a different do need to have an agenda but i think yeah. sometimes we can get a bit caught up in that um yeah. and forget that actually part of the joy of youth work is connecting with our young people yeah, and yeah. in their world and and being able to do that you know, I, if you can do it online and do it in a way that's really meaningful uh, individually or, or in a group, then that's great. But I think also, um, you know, we've uh, we have lost some of the personal interaction and 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 we do, you know, we need to kind of see that coming back again a little bit. And I loved hearing stories about people who were dropping craft bags around yeah. to young people, people putting things in the post people going with i think there was one one person i heard about who carried a cool bag around with them with with fab lollies in and just distributed them on on doorsteps and by the time right. it got to the end yeah. of the box and, and, I, and one, I think more than anything thing. it's about connection right and yes. i think and i think that is the core of of youth work because without it we can't do the the other stuff or the deeper stuff yeah so like fundamentally my role in therapy and in coaching is let's build relationship yeah let's build it based on what you love let's get to know you and let's Mm -hmm. find you know and I love when young people get excited about teaching me something about what they love so Mm -hmm. I've learned you know goodness knows how much as many youth workers have you know about different computer games or about different you know Warhammer or you know whatever it is that they're into to connect with a young person and see them get excited means that we are more likely to find a route into them because they will trust us because we're there to listen and we're there to to care about them and in lockdown more than ever Mm. to show to you know contextually show for an individual or your setting or for who you are as a person to reach out and connect with a young person go regardless of anything yeah i'm here i'm here for you as a person not because i've got an agenda to make you say that jesus is the right answer for every question that i ask you but (laughs) just because i care you know and i think that that fundamental 
focus. Yeah. I think yeah. will then means that they are more likely to re-engage with us when things start to open up because yeah. we've been we've just been an adult that's cared. And that's yeah. you know, it's real kind of fundamental stuff. And yes. I know many people listening to this will probably go, Yeah, yeah, we know. Mm. Um, but sometimes it's just worth reminding ourselves, I think. I think it absolutely is. It absolutely is. I once heard somebody say that they had they'd gone into their youth work practice actually it was um she was a chaplain in a school and she'd said the the kind of her motto was i have time for you yeah i thought it blew me away at the time and and looking back now i kind of think but that's always been it's always been my motto as a youth worker my yeah. you know my key thing about interactions with anybody actually whether they are children young people adults you know everybody the, the the thing about building relationships is that that key connection that I yeah. have time for you and that can be a really powerful thing um particularly in a context where with lockdown where it's been a hard much harder thing to say to you know to have that kind of yeah. connection I think with people yeah. um so yeah, one of the with it what's been interesting is mm. yeah you say that in all of the training that I've ever done around youth work so kind of mentoring uh listening yeah uh, bereavement um mm -hmm. loss generally mm -hmm. I I've always had this uh this thing that I've kind of brought in at the end that says if you do nothing else do this right yeah uh an acronym tops t-o-p-s time opportunity permission and space so give somebody time yeah you know, because that's the most valuable thing, no matter what resources you've bought into, the yeah. most valuable thing is your time that you can give to a young person. Yeah. Um, give them opportunity mm. to to speak about what it is that they need to speak. So that opportunity to to express and to explore feelings, faith, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, uh, permission to be wrong permission to have new and different thoughts permission mm. to to explore stuff and be you know and to know that it's okay mm. no matter what the outcome is that you've that you can express it right mm. um and then space so creating an environment to do that so mm. then right now you know what would time opportunity permission and space how would that shape your youth work now if you can't do it in a in a in-person mm. context you know mm. um and with new rules and regulations coming in i think there's still kind of question about how that affects uh youth groups and churches there's still yeah. some conversation i've not fully found a, a direct answer of what that looks like mm. uh, what does that look like online to give an individual time and opportunity yeah. permission yeah. To, yeah. to explore what is going on from their mental health to questions around faith in the middle of covid so yeah. how they yeah. you know my yeah. year old daughter you know 14 and should be kind of starting to push away from the family and yeah. create her own identity yeah and yet she's you know been locked down with us for the yeah. last her role as a teenager should be pushing away from me right now yeah and exploring yeah. what individual her individual personality is like away yeah. from me so yeah. how, how do i as a parent say mm. well i still need mm. to give permission to do that and to have a moan mm. about your parents because that's what you should be doing you know <laughs> yes. our, our role as yeah. parents is, is still kind of holding those boundaries 
and yeah. safety. And your yeah. role is kind of rebelling against that. Rebelling against that. Yeah. And except I'm telling you that you can't even hug your grandparents. You know? Yeah. <laughs> let alone, yeah. Oh, let alone so go out with a group of, you know, so how we do that, that all those four things. Yeah. Really interesting kind of exploration. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. I was reading on the National Youth Agency website, who obviously quite a key player in terms of yeah. um, national youth work. And yeah. um, the the new rule of six um, is, does not actually apply in youth work settings. Okay. It'd be interesting to see um, what, what might happen in faith-based settings and whether that will have a slightly different slant on it. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it will depend on the denomination and organisations like Girls Brigade and stuff. They have aligned with the National yeah. Youth Agency, so they yeah. will take their lead from there. So I assume yeah. that they will continue. Yeah, I think they will. And I think yeah. um, what youth workers were pushing over the summer, a lot of statutory youth workers were pushing over the summer for youth work to be put on the exempt list, recognising yeah. how important it is for that very thing we were just we were just talking yeah. about. Yeah, they need the space away from their parents and. Yeah. and even if their their parental home is a very safe place for them to be, it's still it, they still need <laughs> to kind of um, explore and discover right. themselves. Yeah, and don't, don't and then that. for a lot of them, the parental home is not necessarily a safe space for them to be, and yeah. so that becomes even more important. Yeah, I want to ask you, Will, before yeah. we wrap up, I just wanted yeah. to ask you. You mentioned right at the very beginning uh, that um, schools have invited one or two schools have invited you back in, and I, yeah. I'm really intrigued to know what that might look like in your for your context so um the the so I, I literally had an email this morning from the second school the first school that i've talked to is um i can't go into a classroom okay and knock on a door and uh, and invite a young person out and okay. as long as we keep socially distanced so there's two meters yeah um and the room that we've got is allowing that then i yeah. can then I can work with their young people. Okay. Um, obviously, we've got to be considering the equipment that we use. Yeah. So um, given that this, I mean, this is a conversation that's literally happened in the last 24, 48 hours. Sure. What I'm thinking of doing, because my numbers are going to be quite limited with young people, and I'm actually, I'm not focusing fully on schools because I'm doing more coaching stuff as well now. Yeah. But, um, the, the, the young people I'm going to work with, I'm thinking I'm going to create a bag with equipment that they will only use and that they okay. can put away and that can be stores um, that can be stored at school. Okay. And there are places that I can, that I can do that and mm. then they will get their bag out and bring it with. And so I may kind of, cause some of them are uh, these, the two, first two are primary school and the year four. So I will bring in like, there will be a set of pens for them and some um, Play-Doh and some paper and various other things. And I'm, I'm going to get creative with that. Um, yeah. I know, I know some therapists are like one therapist that I know, a, a play therapist. She's mm. got a clear perspex roller banner and she's going to sit, have that between them. And she's oh, going to wow. be a mask and she's going to be wearing like a full head, clear perspex mask okay. as well. For me, I I just wouldn't work if if I had to do that because I yeah. just I don't see it as being therapeutic. Immediately, there are those physical boundaries yeah, yeah. stop connection. So unless yeah. I can work safely within a school, 
I'm I'm not going to do that. And it's going to be it's going to be an evolving thing. And I've you know, I've got my own feelings around COVID and being around people as well. And, yeah, sure. yeah. and you know, because I would be working across multiple bubbles if I'm doing yeah. So uh, there's the government have talked about only having two, I think possibly two, maybe three bubbles in a day for parapetetic workers. Okay. Um, And, you know, there has been talk previously that if you go from one school, like one setting to another setting, you have to change your clothes in between. Oh, wow. Yeah. All those kind of things that, uh, and these are all ideas that people have thrown around as, as, as it's developed, right? Yeah, sure. Of course. Uh, trying to figure it out, really. Yeah. Out and trying to see what's safe. And that's just going to be an ongoing conversation and dialogue. If it's not therapeutic, um, if it's not going to be beneficial, but cause more anxiety for the young people, then that will be another conversation to be had. Yeah. So, okay. Right. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, you know, one of my hats is kind of um, looking at schools work and, and writing about what schools workers are doing. So it's, it's an interesting um, kind of bit of the conversation. Every, and every, and, literally every yeah. school that I've had a conversation with is different how they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah of course. Just aren't having workers in full stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, uh, you can completely understand that. So, and it, okay. I think that our time really is up here, but yeah, it's yeah. been really great to talk to you i'm so um you know it's been uh, part of what i'm doing with this podcast is is literally finding out how much um i love talking to my friends <laughs> about youth work and young people it's really great and it's it's good to be able to, to to do that and and to pass some of that wisdom hopefully on to other people for it to be helpful where can people find you will um if they would like to connect yeah, so it's, it's will uh will taylor dot online Brilliant. So, um, I think that's my Instagram, my website, my. Uh, I think I've started TikTok as well, bizarrely. Oh. Uh, so, le- learning a few new skills as I go. Um, yeah. People that way. So, yeah. So, just will, will Taylor dot online. Fantastic. Thank you very much for being with us today, Will. It's been really great. Um, If anybody out there would like to connect with me at at the Jenny Talks podcast, then the email is jennytalks at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook as at Jenny Talks and Instagram as jenny.osborne. So do get in touch um, uh, if you've got any comments or questions or you want to be involved in this. It'd be great to speak to you. Um, I'm going to say goodbye and then we will um, connect again soon. I'm sure we'll. In fact, we are talking, aren't we, again in a few minutes' time. So I'll, um, we'll, we'll reconnect in a minute. Okay, thanks right. a lot then. Bye. Bye-bye.